Today is opening day of the baseball season and A's fans are rejoicing, maybe? I don't know. But today we're going over three bold predictions for the A's in 2023. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 550 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we are going to talk about opening day and get you excited about A's baseball in 2023. Hopefully, uh, we're going to go over three bold predictions that I'm going to be making for this season. And uh, I feel good about these ones. I think that they're going to happen. So uh, stick around and listen to those. But also, I'm going to be doing press access today, opening day. Kyle Muller versus Shohei Otani. So on tomorrow's show, uh, maybe I'll have some audio. Maybe I'll have some video for you guys. Uh, I'm going to have to learn how to edit videos and stuff. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure to subscribe if you have not already. And, uh, you know, look out for that. Set the alerts. And uh, also... A big thank you to everybody. We, we've been trying to reach 1,000 subs on YouTube uh, for the last couple of months. We wanted to do it by opening day, and last night we, we got to 1,000, and then some. We're at 1034 right now. It's insane. Thank you to everybody that has subscribed, everybody that has been watching these uh, from the beginning. Uh, very much appreciated. This is this feels nice. This feels nice, like an accomplishment. And also press access. But, you know, it, it feels like an accomplishment. So thank you. Uh, also, uh, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already and this is your first time, welcome. Uh, hit, hit, hit subscribe. There you go. Uh, also, make sure to like and comment down below because that is how we keep this channel growing. Um, we'll, we'll have some leave me your bold prediction down in the comments or let me know what you think about my bold predictions because uh, they're they're a little bold. We're, we're going to be excited about this season. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's or SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, that's where I'm going to be posting a lot of the, uh, the press access stuff is Inside the A's. So make sure to follow at Inside the A's on Twitter so you never miss an article over there. But let's talk about some bold predictions, you guys. And technically, uh, I wrote about this one roughly a week ago before he made a start on our TVs. And this one concerns Mason Miller. He is the A's number three prospect on Fangraphs. He is number four prospect on MLB Pipeline. He is a one of the top rated prospects. He hasn't pitched a lot. But he's got some stuff, and we're going to talk about it. And my bold prediction for Mason Miller is that this, at the end of this season, he's going to be the guy that A's fans are going to be wanting to see more of. He's going to be the number one guy that A's fans want to see more of. 
Um, it, obviously, there's Tyler Soderstrom, there's Zach Goff. Those are the two guys that are usually mentioned with, oh, the, the youth movement that's going to be coming to Oakland, potentially, uh, in the second half of this season. But Mason Miller is probably going to be the guy, in my eyes, that uh, gets people very excited for next season. And that is because he has frontline starter stuff. He reaches triple digits, and uh, he, he doesn't, he has great command. He His, his stats are ridiculous. Let's talk about his stats. Um, last year, uh, he he only he's only had 20 innings in pro ball since he got drafted in 2021 in the third round. Third round, 2021, um, he has pitched 20 innings in the regular season. He threw 16 and two thirds in the Arizona Fall League last year. The Arizona Fall League is where a lot of top prospects go to play just for some extra work or guys that you know, miss some time due to injury or you know maybe they're rule five eligible and the, the the team that has them wants to try and swing a trade for that player to get them out of that roster crunch and maybe not lose them for nothing they want to try and trade them instead so the, the Arizona Fall League is a hodgepodge of a bunch of guys but a lot of them fairly talented uh, and Mason Miller it, he hasn't had a lot of work outside of college he threw 16 and two-thirds innings pitch, had a 324 ERA, struck out 20. Uh, he only allowed nine hits in 16 and two-thirds innings. He walked four, and he had an 0780 whip. That is really, really good. He was absolutely fantastic in the Arizona Fall League, and that is why he is so high on so many prospect lists, is because of that Arizona Fall League performance. If he can stay healthy... He is a guy to watch out for, not only on the A's, but all of baseball. He could be he could be a guy guy. And th there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to Mason Miller, I think. And so that is why my bold prediction is that he will be the guy that is the A's breakout rookie in 2023. Obviously, uh, it's not just Soderstrom and Geloff that would be rookies on this club. There's also Ruiz, uh, who the A's acquired in the Sean Murphy trade. He has some some solid potential. I think that he could be the guy that gives uh, Mason Miller his biggest run. The biggest run for his money is Ruiz because he's going to be up at the beginning of the season. We can see a little bit more of his growing pains. Maybe he can learn a little bit more as the season goes along. Also, Mason Miller has been a little bit prone to the long ball, so we'll see if he can address that a little bit Uh in the minor leagues, he's going to be starting the season in Double A. That uh, and not Ruiz. Ruiz is going to be with the A's. Uh, he's probably going to be starting on opening day for the A's in center field. We'll know in a couple of hours here. Uh, but Mason Miller going to be starting in Double A and then probably uh, moving up to Triple A before too long, because he's really good, you guys. He's really, really good and a friend of the podcast. So Mason Miller starting off a uh, friend of the podcast. Why not? Um, there's also going to be like Shintaro Fujinami. He's going to be making his big league debut on Saturday, getting the ball for the A's in their second game of the season against the Los Angeles Angels. And he could be another guy that definitely breaks out. We've seen the Shintaro Fujinami experience where he can not allow a hit for six innings, but also walk five guys and throw three wild pitches and allow two runs. So there's he's going to be a work in progress, but if you can pull it together a little bit, and if that's what he does every game, that's... Two runs, no hits, and six innings pitched. That's a good start. He could throw a no-hitter this season. Like, legitimately throw a no-hitter this season and still maybe lose the game because of those walks. Uh, but I, I think that he has a, a shot to be very, very good. But is he going to be traded at the deadline? If he's pitching really well, he, he might get traded at the deadline. And if he's not pitching well, then he's 
probably not going to be as good as Mason Miller. So uh, that that's my reasoning for leaving Shintaro Fujinami off right there. Is uh, he's not he his He's only on a one-year deal, and he might not be with the team next year. Uh, so even if he is with the A's and he, he has a pretty solid season and he's there all year, um, unless they re-sign him, which is a, that's a different category, I think, uh, then it, he's probably not going to be getting people excited about 2024. Uh, so that that's kind of where I stand on Fujinami. Is I, I'm very excited. I want to see him pitch really bad, and that's why I'm going to the game on Saturday. Uh, but is he going to be... Making me excited about baseball next season? Not unless the A's resign them, and I, I, I don't know that they're going to be doing that unless... We, we got another bold prediction coming up for you guys here in just a minute. Uh, and then the, the one that I'm alluding to is in the third segment. But, uh, yeah, that we, we, got, we got more bold predictions coming your way. Stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, where they also cover baseball. And that, uh, you know, baseball starts today. So if you like baseball, you can also head over to FanDuel and bet on that, as well as the NCAA tournament, the March Madness, if you will. Uh, you can get in on the March Madness over at FanDuel, and that's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to which team will be coming cutting down the net, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's uh, at Inside the A's on Twitter or si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Um, it, there's going to be some good stuff. I have some guys that I want to talk to. I have an article that I want to write. I'm just going to talk to, I'm going to introduce myself and talk to a bunch of guys, get their quotes on my one question and uh, see what happens. Is that how you do journalism? We're going to find out. We are going to find out. It's going to be about expectations for the A's in 2023. What are guys thinking? That, that's my question. Uh, it's going to be phrased better than that. But that's, if you're interested in what the A's think uh, the, the expectations are, or what their own personal goals are for 2023, check out Inside the A's a little bit later today. Um, today being Thursday opening day, it might be up much later. But we'll see what the timeline is. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about more bold predictions to get you ready for 2023. And this one, it feels bold. It might not feel bold to you because I've, I've kind of talked about this a little bit in spurts. But uh, And somebody also uh, said that I'm ridiculous. <laughs> they found a two-month-old video and was like, eh, this guy is just spouting nonsense. Uh, so thanks for subscribing, everybody. <laughs> uh, the more followers you get, the more bad comments. So looking forward to it. The comment section has been very nice on YouTube. And now uh, when a video does well, I'm like, ah, crap. Uh, sure, it, it's doing its job and growing the channel. It's getting more views. But here come the comments. Not a fan. Not, not a fan of the, the, the weird comments. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about the A's. And my prediction for, er, bold prediction for 2023. And that is that they are going to win 75 games this year. 
I think that the only thing that could deter that is that all of the trades that they're going to probably make at the trade deadline and the team that we see in the second half, not necessarily being the team that uh, I, I'm banking on right now for the 75 wins, uh, but they're going to see a nice little youth movement in the second half as well. We'll see, uh, you know, how quick the league adjusts and how quick they make adjustments back to the league, all that stuff. But 75 wins, that's what I think. Uh, here's some reasons. Um, well, one, I, I'm going re really high, <laughs> according to uh, you know, our sponsors over at FanDuel. They have them over at 59.5 wins for the over-under, and that seems really low. I know that they traded Sean Murphy, and they've traded A.J. Puck, and they've traded Cole Irvin, but I feel like they, they've got replacements for those guys. Only slightly worse replacements at, at, you know, at, at the worst. They could even be improvements at the best. Uh, Cole Irvin, I think that that's Drew Rosinski. If he's healthy and doing okay, that's Drew Rosinski right there. Uh, AJ Puck, I think that's JP Sears, probably a little bit better. Also, AJ Puck got a little bit lucky with uh, the relievers that came in to clean up his mess, not allowing his runs. So he he could have been a lot. He could have had like a three five ERA instead of like a three one four. So there's that. And then uh, Sean Murphy, that's the big one. Shailene Galeers is it's his first big league season. Let, let's be honest. But can he be league average? Can he be a little bit better than league average? He might not be like 20% above league average like Sean Murphy, but uh, he, he could be a solid catcher. It's not like they're going to be losing a huge amount from having Shea Langoliers there instead of Sean Murphy. And so, yeah, sure, they, they made some subtractions. You could see them being worse this season. But I don't see that because they've added some some veteran MLB players that are looking to make a name for themselves or, you know, like Jace Peterson, who is looking at regular playing time for arguably the first time in his career. He had some regular playing time for about half a season last year, but this is a full season chance. He has a two year deal. Uh, he, he could go claim a spot with the A's. Uh, Jesus Aguilar looking for a bounce back season. Ramon Laureano looking for a bounce back season. Aledmus Diaz just needs to stay healthy and the A's are going to try and not move him around as much. They're going to have him at shortstop at second base maybe some third base every now and then. Um, and so they have plans to get these guys that have proven that they can do it at the big league level. And they have plans to, you know, get them healthy and get them plate appearances and get them there to show what they can do over the course of a full season. And uh, I, I think that the A's think that they can do it. And so I'm going to think that they can do it too. Why not? Um, there's also some platoons going on. Nick Allen, uh, he wasn't great overall last year, so they're going to platoon him. He's only going to be facing lefties, and he was 22% better than league average against lefties last season. That's a big improvement. You add that with another league average bet in the Ledmus Diaz at uh, shortstop against righties, all of a sudden, you got a better than league average shortstop. The A's didn't have that last year. Yet, you have a bunch of those uh, just all around the diamond. You got Seth Brown potentially in a platoon. Maybe not, but potentially in a platoon with Brent Rooker in left field. We'll see how that one plays out. Uh, but Brent Rooker, he hasn't necessarily done it at the big league level. But if you're only facing him against lefties and you have Seth Brown on the bench against lefties, uh, all of a sudden you got that 40% uh, deficit that... Uh, Seth Brown had against lefties last season. He was he had a 60 WRC plus, 40% below league average. Um, and then he was, what, 29% above league average against righties? Or, yeah, that's right. Uh, all of a sudden, it, you're looking at a huge increase in production. So I think that the offense is going to be a, a pretty decent, actually. And I think that the A's, once the rotation is healthy, once Paul Blackbird is back, once Drew Rasinski is back, then you can see some of the guys in the bullpen settle into their normal roles. 
and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. They also have a little bit more of a veteran presence down in the bullpen. They haven't announced their official bullpen yet, but uh, according to the team transaction page, Chad Smith has been optioned down to AAA, which means that Drew Rosinski, or sorry, uh, uh, Drew Steckenrider is probably going to be in the A's bullpen, along with Yuri's Familia and Trevor May. Those are three veteran arms that have some late-inning experience. Familia has 125 saves in his career. We'll see what happens there. Um, they, they, they've got some pieces, and I, I'm choosing to drink the Kool-Aid right now. Some people don't want to. I know that, that we, we've been burned by, we've all been burned by these, <laughs> a, a lot. But uh, apparently I like fire. So I'm gonna go 75 wins for the A's in 2023. They might not end up at that total because of the trades, but I think that they would be on a roughly 75 win pace at the time of the trade deadline. And maybe that's what I'm sticking to. I, I, I'm believing in that. Let's, let's go 75 win pace by uh, the trade deadline because I think that they got the talent. I do think that they have the talent. And Shohei Otani, maybe Kyle Muller actually outdoes them tonight. We'll see. I'm intrigued because the Angels were not good against lefties last year. I talked about that on Monday. I believe they were like 15% below league average. They were one of the worst teams against lefties last season. They've made some additions. Let's see how uh, everything pans out. But Kyle Muller might have a good start. And... I said it again, I don't know that Shohei Otani can go deep into this game because he's been pitching with Team Japan and not necessarily building up his pitch counts. And so we'll see how long he can go. If he can go seven innings, it, that's not good. But if he can only go five because of pitch count restrictions, these might have a shot. We'll see. We will see. Uh, this is me being optimistic because I love baseball. I'm very happy to be here and uh, it, have baseball back. Baseball's back, you guys. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, baseball long-term in Oakland for my final bold prediction. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B. on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Also, uh, we, we did a, a preview of the season, uh, division by division, over at Locked On MLB, and you guys can check that out over at Locked On MLB's YouTube page. Uh, if you want to just watch the AL West one, it's up there. If it's also at like Locked On Angels and all. I, I haven't done the YouTube one yet. That's my bad. Uh, I had to record uh, the Christian Pache episode and you know put the kid to sleep and do some other things and also edit the audio. So it, it's not there, but uh, it is in the audio version of the of this podcast. So if you want to just listen to the audio as you're you know running around, uh, there, check it out. It's in it's in the feed already. Check out the season preview that we did for the AL West. But if you want to know what's happening around the league, check out Locked On MLB, their YouTube page, or wherever you get your podcast. Just Locked On MLB. That is where you can find the division preview series. That's a six-part series. There's six divisions, six parts. There you go. Boom. But my biggest bold prediction. What a segue, Jason. Great segue. <laughs> I said boom, and then I said biggest. Amazing segue. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, my biggest bold prediction, I think, is that the A's will stay in Oakland and we will know that by the end of this season or year. Let's say end of the year because timelines are weird. It, they don't, it, you know, space and time doesn't operate on the baseball season's uh, clock. It should, but it doesn't. Uh, so by the end of December. I think that the A's will uh, have solidified their relationship with the city of Oakland. Do I have special insight? No. Am I trying to will it into existence? Yes, I am. 
<laughs> We've talked about this a little bit before. Casey Pratt and uh, Brody Brazil have both talked about this a decent amount on their channels as well. And they're kind of uh, where I go for validation. I think uh, I, I just have feelings that I'm like, ah, maybe. And then uh, they help me form my opinions because they are doing reporting and uh, that is very welcome and helpful and they're fantastic. Uh, check out each of their YouTube channels. They're constantly posting about this topic. Uh, Brody Brazil, just Brody Br Brody Brazil with a Z. Uh, and then also Casey Pratt, like Chris Pratt, but with Casey as the first name. There you go. Check out their YouTube pages. They're uh, fantastic and they do great work. And they're, you know, journalists. So, as opposed to this guy who asked if something was journalism earlier. <laughs> uh, so those are definitely... Uh, good sources to go to for A's ballpark information. But uh, the, the reason that I'm making this prediction is that I, I just, I, I think it's going to happen. I, I know that it sounds ridiculous. I know that. But I still think that uh, we got to go check. Um, as, as of right now, we're hearing a lot more on the Vegas front than the Oakland front. Dave Cavill's been in Oakland. He's been tweeting a little bit, not necessarily about the, the ballpark situation, but he's been tweeting from baseball games. Um, and so that's, a welcome change, I think. I I don't know if we like it or not anymore. It's we it. I like when the team likes the team. I guess is what what I'm saying. Um, but the the my main thing here is that the Las Vegas legislative calendar, which means that's when they got to have a deal by, uh, closes in June. So they need to have a deal with Vegas by the end of June, middle of June, whenever the, the, the date is in June. They need to have something done with Vegas. They have to have something solidified with the city of, I mean, yeah, the city of Las Vegas uh, by that time. Or uh, then they, they got to wait just because there's going to be nobody at the office. So we're going to be hearing a lot more, I think, uh, with ne Vegas negotiations, more coming from that side of the ballpark negotiations because that's where the A's are focusing right now because they want to find what kind of a deal they can get with Las Vegas. They have their lobbyists. They have an army of lobbyists. I think, I think there's 12 of them um, trying to, you know, get, get whatever free money they can to help with this ballpark project. But, um, you know, if nothing's done by June, I think that they come back to Oakland. And I, Casey Pratt has said this a decent amount on his YouTube channel, but he, he believes that the A's know what their the deal is in Oakland. And now they're exploring Las Vegas to see if they can get a better deal. If John Fisher can have a better deal where he doesn't have to spend as much money. Um, so I think that that's where things are right now is they know what's going on. That's why it's been kind of quiet with the A's and Howard Terminal is because they know what that deal is. They want to see if they can get a better deal for themselves, not necessarily for you know us, the paying fans, but for themselves. And uh, that's kind of where we are. And so I, I think that they're okay with the deal, but they want better. They're, they're getting greedy, literally, because they want free money. Uh, see? See? Uh, I think that that's where we are right now. So things might sound worse, but until there's a binding agreement, somewhere, they don't have a, a site picked out yet, and maybe they'll do that. It would be very on brand for the A's to announce uh, their sites in Las Vegas on opening day. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I would not like to be in the press box for that. <laughs> uh, but that that could be something that happens. But until that happens, the, the, the feet aren't really at the fire yet for the city of Oakland, I don't think. Because there's not really a, a legitimate threat because they haven't announced anything yet. So until they announce something uh, or we see, you know, more steam heading towards Vegas, 
Uh, it, it's kind of just, they're, they're there. And it seems like every time Rob Manfred talks, he's trying to scare the city of Oakland into making a better offer. But it's very obvious that that's what he's doing, which means they know that they don't have anything in Vegas. So they're trying to get a better deal in Oakland. And so that that's what seems to be going on. But hey, we'll see. I still think that Las Vegas uh, would prefer an expansion team. I've been saying that for a couple of years now. And uh, you know who agrees with me? Bryce Harper, Las Vegas native and Philadelphia Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper agrees with me. He said Jason Burke is right. He didn't say that. Uh, he, he's, he thinks that the city of Las Vegas would do better with an expansion franchise as opposed to a relocated franchise like the Oakland A's. So uh, Bryce Harper wants to keep the A's in Oakland. Big fan of Bryce Harper. It's always a has-been. Always have been. Um, good, good time. Good time that Bryce Harper. Great hair. Great head of hair, that guy. Um, I, I do like Bryce Harper. If we're being honest, even before the quotes, I always like Bryce Harper. He, he plays with flair, and I, I enjoy that. So I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm trying to well it into existence. That is my bold prediction. And it's probably the boldest prediction that you can make is the A's say in Oakland. That, do we want anything else this season? That's what I want. Sure, they're, we're having a hard time with, you know, filling the stadium and all that stuff. And fielding a good team, they might be good. They might, be good. They might win 75 games. I think they're going to win 75 games. Are they going to be uh, bandied about and like talked about uh, positively until they get this stadium deal done? No. No. So I think that the, they want to do that. Also, if they don't by uh, January, I don't know, 12th, um, somewhere in there, then they're, if they don't have a binding agreement with either Vegas or uh, Oakland or wherever, uh, then they're going to be kicked off a of revenue sharing. And you know that John Fisher loves free money. So uh, you, you got to think that they're going to have some sort of deal somewhere by this time next year, we'll see what happens, I guess. But those are my bold predictions. Uh, what are your bold predictions? Let me know down in the comments below. Uh, also, just thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting the show for so long. It feels like we're getting some steam again. We, we lost some steam last year when, you know, we had a baby. Uh, but we're, we're gaining it back. And so thank you to everybody who's uh, who's, who's been with us through thick and thin and all that. Uh, it really means a lot. It feels like uh, things are going well. So I, I'm having fun. I get to talk about the team that I love. So if, if you uh, also love the A's, this might be a place for you to go. I don't know. Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> but thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. For your second lesson, go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball because uh, it, it's it's go time. You, you should have your team drafted by now. If you don't, good luck. Um, but... They're going to help you. Uh, Dom and his co-host, Matt. I think it's Matt. <laughs> they're they're going to help you with the waiver wire all season long. You're going to you're gonna do well by listening to Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Why not win your league? Listen to Fantasy, Locked On Fantasy Baseball. <laughs> that, that should be their tagline. Why not win your league? Why not? There you go. Boom. Sold the crap out of that show. Uh, but that's it for me today, you guys. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about opening day. Um, also, check out... You're going to want to tune into the social medias because I'm going to be posting some uh, some stuff from, you know, the field. From I'm going to be doing videos from maybe the press box. Maybe from outside the clubhouse. We'll see what the restrictions are. It'll be fun. <laughs> maybe from the dugout. I think I can record from the dugout. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, it should be a fun show. It, I'm going to have some stories, you guys. So uh, make sure to subscribe so you can hear all of those stories. 
But uh, that's it for me today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I'll talk with you tomorrow. Bye.